Happy New Year. This is Setting the Standard, the podcast about wireless radio standards creation from the Wireless Innovation Forum. I'm your host and communications director of the forum, Stephanie Hamill. In this episode, we're reflecting on the work of forum members in 2023 with CEO Lee Pucker and taking a peek at the projects on the horizon. Hi, Lee. Great to see you. Hi, Stephanie. Long time no see. I know. It feels like it's been a long time. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thank you. All right. So today we are looking back at 2023, and then we'll look forward to 2024. So tell me what our committees have been up to in 2023. So 2023 was really busy. I was just looking online, and we had, you know, dozens of, uh, well, we had something like 95 different contributions uh, which turned into, um, you know, dozens of new documents um, uh, that have been published, uh, as well as uh, new software that's come out of our uh, collaborative projects, uh, just a whole host of things that our members have been involved with. Nice. Well, I know we've been busy with meetings, so I guess that's the result. Um, so let's start with the 6 gigahertz committee specifically. Um, what sure. happened with him? So the role of six gigahertz committee is to work with the stakeholders, uh, both incumbents and um, new entrants into the band. Um, You know, so basically the whole ecosystem to develop standards for AFC system operation in the six uh, gigahertz band. Uh, Currently in the six gigahertz committee, there's about 223 participants um, across uh, roughly 60 organizations. Um, it was a big year for Six Gigahertz Committee last year. Um, they completed work on baseline requirement standards uh, that are used for uh, defining uh, how AFC systems should operate in the band, and that moved towards certification. Uh, we collaborated pretty heavily with the Wi-Fi Alliance to uh, mm-hmm. develop uh, test vectors and uh, system uh, test plans that can trace back to those requirements to, again, allow for certification. And then we had a group who developed a test harness uh, uh, using those test vectors uh, on uh, GitHub that we made publicly available uh, to the entire community. Uh, With that, uh, towards the end of the year, the FCC did start certification process for AFC systems. And um, we have had, um, using the products that our members developed, uh, there have been uh, six organizations that have gone through AFC system testing and public trials. Um, And that includes WinForum members, Comscope, Federated Wireless, uh, Qualcomm, and Sony. Um, So that has all gone forward and we're just waiting to hear back whether they've been approved uh, or not uh, from the FCC. Right, waiting with bated breath. And we have um, some press releases on those things you mentioned on our website. So I will go ahead and put a link to our press releases in the show notes below. Um, so everyone can can see the details. All right, moving on, how about um, CBRS committee? So the first thing that happened with the CBRS committee is they rebranded. So they right. were talked Uh, They were spoken of as the Spectrum Sharing Committee for the longest time, but that was really confusing a lot of people since really all they did was CBRS. So they rebranded the CBRS Committee, 
And, you know, again, they serve as a common industry and government standards body spelling, supporting the development of uh, CBRS uh, based on the FCC Part 96 rules. Um, that committee currently has about 361 participants, again, over uh, roughly 60 plus organizations that are participating in the development of uh, reports, recommendations and, and standards there. Um, in 2023, they um, continued to advance the release, uh, their uh, release to standards. Uh, these are the standards that build on top of what was initially certified. Um, they worked on adding new features and capabilities support industry needs in the band, as well as uh, developing certification procedures for uh, those, uh, that new release. A uh, couple of companies uh, towards uh, the middle of the year have completed their uh, release to certification uh, by the Wind Forum. That's Airspan and Nokia. And uh, we're expecting, uh, we've been told that many more are going to be um, working towards release to certification in 2024. That's great. Um, another thing we did in CBRS is we added what we're calling uh, release one standards. Um, what we found was that things that were uh, in release one, the FCC has changed some rules. Uh, there have been an evolution of uh, some of the things that our, our members are having to work with, uh, with their release one uh, certification. So we need something that wasn't released two, which is adding new features and capabilities, but was rather building on what was there originally to address the new rules that the FCC and uh, DOD have, have been coming up with. So we came up with something called Release One Plus. Um, currently, it includes things like PAL, uh, PAL channel reassignment and extension of grants to allow for a longer grant period. Uh, there will be uh, more of these things coming out in the near future uh, as the uh, government uh, the FCC, DOD, and industry work together to uh, see how the release one uh, certifications need to evolve. Right. Um, and I will be including the link to the CBRS webpage that has buttons for our three different standards types, our one, one plus, and two. Sure. Uh, another thing to note is, um, you know, a lot of the work in CBRS, a lot of the release one plus uh, enhancements were discussed at our face-to-face -face meeting uh, with the government in back in uh, Reston in September. And um, we're having another one of those next week, actually. So uh, we're having another one of those next week uh, where we'll be looking at uh, how Release 1 Plus and Release 2 are going to be evolving over the next while. So moving on to the SDS committee, um, our first committee, so what's happening there? Sure. So SDS committee is actually our longest standing commercialization committee. Um, they have been around in various forms and flavors since <laughs> probably 1998. Um, they were, um, and they're, what they're really focused on is uh, standards creation for software architectures, application programming bases, test and certification, really all the things associated with software defined radio. Uh, that committee hit, continues to work to advance their audio services facilities for software-defined radios. This is really uh, application programming interfaces that are used to allow uh, audio services to be uh, utilized on SDRs. 
as well as they uh, collaborated with uh, pretty heavily with SOSA via liaison agreement. Uh, SOSA is the, the Sensor Open System Architecture Group at the Open Group uh, via liaison agreement, and, and they've been doing that through uh, our Tactical Communication Standards Project. Um, related to that, uh, the uh, SOSA had a uh, section at the uh, MOSA conference back in, uh, again, in September, and uh, we actually attended and exhibited at that uh, conference supporting our I members there. there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was there with a broken toe. <laughs> that was fun. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was great. Um, it was actually pretty exciting. And that that's all a lot of exciting work being done in the SDS committee. Um, I'm excited for the future of that work too, which we'll get into later. Um, okay, so how about the Wireless Innovation Committee? So another committee that rebranded last year, they used to be the Advanced Technologies Committee, but again, that was confusing people. So um, after discussion at the board of directors, they decided just to make them the wireless innovation committee. Um, and this really sort of acts as the incubator for uh, new projects, new things going on within the wind, within the wireless innovation forum. Um, things that they have done in the, uh, in the uh, wireless innovation committee over the net, over the last 12 months, uh, they filed comments with the FCC on the proceeding on unmanned aircraft systems. They filed comments with NTIA on the National Spectrum Strategy, filed comments with Ofcom uh, uh, in the UK on the Ofcom's consultation on spectrum sharing, uh, hybrid spectrum sharing. Um, a lot of these things are come out of our regulatory advisory committee, which is a committee that's uh, uh, led by the Wireless Innovation Committee uh, steering group and includes regula regulators from all over the world who uh, help to advise the Wireless Innovation Forum on things we should be looking at, directions we should be taking, uh, as well as uh, getting input from uh, the Wireless Innovation Forum on the status of various uh, technologies as they evolve in the market. Um, in addition to those things, we, uh, through collaboration, uh, a liaison agreement with uh, ETSI, that's the European Telecommunication Standards Institute, uh, we published a joint white paper on spectrum sharing frameworks. And um, we're uh, continuing to work with ETSI uh, jointly on developing uh, the things that were in that uh, white paper into an ETSI standard. We developed a mid-band coexistence survey looking at uh, coexistence between the uh, 3 gigahertz uh, CVRS band, the uh, C band, um, the uh, 3.45 gigahertz band, uh, looking at potential interference issues that may have occurred uh, within any of those bands or cross-band interference that may have occurred. And we published the, uh, the interim results of that survey in a technical report, which you can find on the web. And finally, we formed a new 6G committee. Uh, and this committee is looking at, uh, to develop and implement spectrum sharing technologies and systems. 
to support uh, growing demand for reliable, sustainable, ubiquitous, high-performance wireless connectivity. Uh, basically, this is looking at the, the uh, new, uh, what from a marketing perspective right now is called 6G, uh, IMT 2030, uh, if you want to look at, at that. Um, really looking at how the technologies for spectrum sharing can be utilized, uh, leveraging the expertise of our members and how spectrum sharing can be utilized uh, in those uh, in uh, setting up the wireless connectivity uh, in the years to come. That's all very exciting, forward thinking stuff. <laughs> um, okay, speaking of forward thinking, what what kind of things are we looking at on the horizon for foreign membership? Uh, so it looks like it's going to be a pretty busy year. Uh, the six gigahertz committee again is looking at, um, what happens post certification. Once the AFC systems get certified, devices go through their certification testing. What changes are going to occur in the rules and regulations? What are we going to learn from, uh, actual field deployments of these systems that requires, uh, modification updates to the standards? Um, in addition, there are, uh, as I mentioned earlier, there's you know six organizations that have gone through AFC system testing. However, there's um, seven or eight more uh, who are uh, who have uh, been given uh, preliminary approval to also go through testing, and others are I know are working on putting in their applications. So we we expect that there'll be an expansion of the ecosystem uh, that we'll have to support as that goes by. Uh, the CBRS committee is going to continue to work with the FCC and the DOD to further uh, refine the rules uh, in 2024 to maximize availability of CBRS spectrum. Um, again, I mentioned we're having a, a, a meeting coming up uh, in Reston, Virginia, looking specifically at um, how these things can evolve and what changes we should make. Um, and I'm sure there'll be, uh, there'll be more of that in the future. Uh, Software Defined System Committee is uh, looking to, I believe, publish their audio services facility yes. this year, uh, as well as uh, make some contributions uh, through the Tactical Communication Standards Project to SOSA. Um, I think those things should all be finalizing in the June timeframe, which is when we will be having our general meeting. Um, and finally, the Wireless Innovation Committee is looking at what's next. So they'll be uh, continuing working on the things that they've been doing, as well as looking at how uh, the WinForum members' expertise can be leveraged in things like the 3.1 to 3.4 gigahertz band in the US and the 7.125 to 8.4 gigahertz bands worldwide. So I think uh, it's going to be a pretty busy year for the members of the Wind Forum, and uh, you know, stay tuned. There's lots coming. Yeah, and we, like you mentioned, we have a big general meeting coming up in June, which we haven't really done in a long time. Yeah, it'll be the first time <laughs> since uh, before COVID, where we've had right. all four of our committees together at once in one location. So really looking forward to that. Yeah, exciting stuff. Okay, well, I think that just about does it. And I'll include links for things you mentioned below in the show notes. And um, as always, uh, if you're a group that has a problem that needs solving, reach out to us. That's what we're here for. And looking forward to a great 2024.
right. Thanks, Thank you Lee. very much, Stephanie. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. Have a great day. Thanks, you too.